Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first podcast from the Mercer County Podcasting Club. My name is Rusty Ruggles, and we have a great episode lined up for you this month. Our first segment will be with Mia Hillier, Rhett Bliss, Callie Searing, and Emma Melgren, and they will be talking about how COVID has affected them as a Mercer County student. The second segment will be an interview with Mrs. Day by Rhett Bliss. He, along with Mia Hillier, will be asking our fearless leader what it is like to be a principal and how COVID has affected her job. And our last segment will be our student interview with Isabella Cuellar. Griffin Kernan will be asking how Isabella juggles her busy extracurricular schedule and keeps her high academics throughout the year. Should be a great show. Before we get started, a big thanks to Lindsay Bigley from the Soaring Eagles program for making this club possible. And we would also like to thank Brennan Fluette for engineering and editing our episode. So sit back and relax and enjoy the first episode from the Mercer County Podcasting Club. Hi, this is Mia Hillier with the Mercer County Podcast Club, and I'm here with Callie Searing, Emma Melgren, and Rhett Bliss. And today we're going to be talking, having a student talk with um, all of us, and I have a few questions for all of us to just answer and talk about and um, have a conversation with. So we're going to start off with Callie with the first question and then just go around and talk about all this stuff. So how has COVID affected you, um, like your mental state, sports, your family? Just all that kind of stuff. Just give me a rundown. Well, at first with sports, there was a point where, like, our entire golf season was canceled, and that really disappointed me. But, like, later that week, they said it was back on, and I was pretty happy about that. And for mental state, like, when going back to school, I was pretty terrified, but... I think we're so far in the school year now, like seven weeks, I think. I think we're doing good, but we still have another full year to go through. And during quarantine, like, I was just so bored all the time. Every day was the same. Like, I would barely leave my bed, probably just to get food. And every day just felt like a big blur of just nothing. And it just go day by day and everything just felt so, like, boring. Mm -hmm. Emma? Um, I think it really blows that the football season wasn't during the fall this year. It just... I know we might have one in the spring, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's so different. Like, fall, you think about football and yeah. the homecoming parade and homecoming, and we don't have any of that. And mm-hmm. the seniors this year don't have the usual homecoming football season, and we lost our prom and SAT last year. Yeah. So I feel like COVID has really just taken a toll on a majority of the fall sports. Yeah. Well, and like the activities and stuff. Yeah, like, I mean, all of the sports have been affected, and the fact that some of them have been moved, I think it just kind of threw us all off. Mm-hmm. It's really, like, changed us and, like, our mindsets and, like, what activities we've been looking forward to and stuff. So, Rhett, answer this. 
Uh, I think it's made a lot of my family more tense. Like, my mother is sick of being stuck inside, and my dad, he he still goes to work every day, but right at the beginning, they had a guy that was tested for pneumonia, (laughs) and he went back to work after two days from recovering, and then he was hospital-ridden for the next two weeks after that. Jeez. So we had a we had a bit of a scare there, but we didn't really know what was going on, so we weren't super worried. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I mean, it's more or less the same. My daily routine still looks pretty similar. I still go to work. It's just been a it's been pretty constant throughout the whole thing. With I mean, slight changes, but because of masks being required at all the places and. I actually got my job right at the beginning of quarantine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's one of my questions as well. Like, how ha- have you worked during quarantine and all this? How has all that been? So you're talking about it, so just fill us in on that. It You have to wear a mask the entire time because I work, I work in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And you, it's just, it gets really warm <laughs> because... At the place I work at, they use they f- grease fry everything, so you've got the heat from the grease releasing up, and it's supposed to have air conditioning, <laughs> and it's supposed to have a, uh, I don't know what it's called, like a fan to mm. cool it down, but they don't do anything, <laughs> and the cooks never turn the fan on because it's so loud. Yeah, you can't you can't hear anything that everybody else is trying to say to you. Yeah, that must be really tough, and, like, the heat and just all the acne that we're all getting because we're teenagers and stuff. So, um, Emma, job, work, quarantine? Uh, I have never had a job. All right. Me neither. Okay. But I plan on getting one very soon. (laughs) Don't mention what it is. This is a school podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That, That doesn't sound good, you saying that. Well, oh, well. (laughs) Um, I have not worked over quarantine because my job's in the winter, which it'll probably still be the same in the winter, so probably end up looking at face masks, um, hat and gloves, so earmuffs, face masks for my earmuffs, I don't know. Um, another one of my questions was, what's your favorite and least favorite thing about how school has changed due to COVID? So, Emma, you're going to start with this question. I really do not enjoy the one-way hallways because of COVID in the school. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a fan. Yeah. I do enjoy the 12.30 dismissals and the five-hour naps that follow them. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure all of us can say that we nap after school, other than Rhett, who probably works after school. What do you do after school? What is Answer this question first. I, I go home, and then I get ready for work. Yeah. Working man. Nah. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't exactly say that. I'm just trying to get a job somewhere else right now. I need, I need another one. I don't make enough at my current job. Yeah. So, least, in, least favorite and favorite. Uh, I don't like the one-way hallways either, but I know they're necessary to reduce contact and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do really like the fact that we do every other day schedules. 
because we number one we get a really long study hall at the beginning of uh our a days mm-hmm. and then our b days my b days is just a lot of work but i have two days to get all that homework done yeah uh, and then my a days are just sort of laid back days the most intense class i have that day is ap chem but that's compared to elective classes <laughs> where you don't do anything for the rest of them yeah well that sounds good callie i don't really like that all the class periods are like so long they f- just feel so long but like i get that like we do get out at 12 which leads to my point of getting out at 12 so i get to go eat somewhere else probably mcdonald's because <laughs> i have a problem but <laughs> i don't know like I just feel like for every class period, I'm sitting in there for an eternity, just waiting for the senior bell. But I don't really mind the walking because... Got to get your steps in. Yeah. And, like, they... My teachers allow me to be late because, like, there's two minutes. I, I'm i not going to get my, to my class on time, obviously. Yeah. They, they've pretty much gotten used to it and know that I'm going to be late, but, yeah. Yeah, and um, I'm really glad that none of us are getting tardies because the two minutes and then our one-way hallways, that's kind of impossible. If you're, let's say, upstairs and then have to go all the way to the ag building or something, and then you have to cross paths and go through different doors and just all this other stuff that's just kind of a buzzkill. or you're upstairs and you have to go to the door behind where your current classroom yep. is mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. that's how both of my days start it's <laughs> <laughs> i have to do that so many times it's so fun at least for exercising this is what no corona but out of shapeness this is why they took out our pe class <laughs> <laughs> okay so my last question um, is, have you or a loved one been diagnosed with COVID? Um, and let's all talk about that. Like, we don't have to say names. Um, we don't have to expose ourselves or our families or anything. I mean, tell us if you have it right now, but, you know, if you have. So, um, who wants to start this with this question? I do not have COVID, <laughs> so, you know, at least I don't think. It could pop up in two weeks, but you never know. But before the school year, one of my friends did get tested. Her entire family got it. Her grandma was in the hospital for like two weeks. It was a whole fiasco. And I knew I didn't get it because I didn't see her for a while, but it was still in the back of my mind like, do I have COVID? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Don't know. And... Hogan got it at basic. Hogan is your twin brother. Nice. Yeah. And he went to basic for National Guard, but his entire squad got it. And they couldn't smell or taste anything for quite a while. But he's back and he doesn't have it, so that's good. Yeah. Because. He would not be at school today if he did. Yeah. So, Emma? I really haven't ever had, like, issues with COVID. Like, I haven't had COVID. No one in my immediate family or my family in general has had COVID. I mean, 
we've had a couple scares from like my family members that live in different states. Mm-hmm. Like they thought they had it, but they didn't have it, and yeah. neither do we. So yeah, that's good. What about you, Rhett? You work? You? Been no, scared? I, my. So my little brother is one of the kids that likes to pull the I don't feel good, I can't go to school today thing, and he decided to do it about two weeks ago, so we had to go get tested for COVID. Neither of us had it, but it did turn out that we had strep (laughs) with no symptoms. (laughs) And how'd you get tested? Did they do the nose thing, or what'd they do? So at the very beginning of it, I I got tested for it, and they, I swear it like hit the back of your hits the back of your skull or something. Oh. That that Q tip was like eight inches long. <laughs> Jeez. But uh, now they just swab the inside of your nose, like right up at the front. Okay. Uh, they hardly go back at all. It just tickles a little. Yeah, I would hate to have a COVID test with it going all the way up my nose. I can barely even stand strep tests going just down your throat. Can't even imagine the nose one because that's just. I don't like things going up my nose. Yeah, I don't like things going up my nose. Don't look like, don't look at me like that. Okay, well, I think this wraps it up for all of us. Those are all the questions that we've answered. Um, thank you guys for answering the questions. Thank you, Brennan, for helping us and putting us into order and telling us what to do and everything. Um, so this has been the Mercer County Podcast Club. This is the second segment of the Mercer County High School podcast, and I'm joined with Mia Hillier and our principal, Mrs. Day, and on engineering, we've got Brennan Fluett. So I'm going to open up with a few questions for you. They're sure. real simple questions. Uh, first off, I've got, where did, which college did you go to? I did my undergraduate at Illinois College. It's a private uh, liberal arts school down in Jacksonville, Illinois, so down in central Illinois, and then I did my master's through Western. How was your how was your student life at those schools? Good. So at Illinois College, I lived on campus, um, participated in, oh, I don't even know, a whole pile of activities. Um, super expensive now. If you look at going to a four-year private school, wasn't at the time. Wouldn't change my experience for anything. Um, really, that is, is the time where I kind of found who I was and what I really wanted to do. Um, my time at Western with my master's, I was already teaching. And so I didn't live on campus. You know, I, that program was a weekend program. Um, and so I was an off-campus student. We just had class Saturdays and Sundays. Okay. I, I heard you mention that you were still teaching when you were in college. How many years have you been teaching and principaling? A long time. <laughs> <laughs> I was a high school math teacher for 11 years. So I started at Westmore before we consolidated, and then when we consolidated, I moved over here, and then I got the principal job here. This is my seventh year in the office. So do you think you could still teach us math if you had to? Absolutely. Can Just not statistics or some calculus. That's It's been a long time. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, right on to the more current questions is what what rule do you think is the least favorite you've had to put in place for for the covid stuff 
Oh, um, it's probably a tie. Masks. Nobody likes the masks. And I'm going to say probably like the one-way hallway staggered passing time because you don't get to see everybody. Okay. that I That's pretty funny because during our student talk, almost everybody said that they didn't like the one-way hallways right. and, and the masks. But I, I don't mind the mask. So. Yeah, I've gotten used to it. I sometimes don't even notice I still have it on at the end of the day, but... Especially with the one you got us at the beginning of the school year. It's super light. Yeah. Us teenagers are having some acne problems over here, though. Oh, well, that happens to adults, too. (laughs) (laughs) It just pops right back up. Right. Seniors right back on your face. Yep. Uh, So how has your day-to-day life changed now with the the new rules in place? Um, Things were super crazy in the summer. In July and August, trying to get everything prepped and ready. The start of the school year was crazy, just trying to make sure that we were set up and ready for what we needed to do. Um, For me personally, now that things have kind of leveled out, um, we're not really making any big changes anymore. My world has kind of slowed down a little bit for the time being. Now that I probably jinxed that, something will happen today, but that's how it goes. Um, You know, really, I'd say the biggest thing that has changed in what I do every day is just being much more aware of who's in and out of the building, what are, why are they in and out of the building in terms of what symptoms do they have, how long does somebody have to be out, you know, just kind of those pieces. Um, you know, it also includes siblings. So if you've got a younger sibling and they go homesick, now I've got to deal with that here. We've never had to do that before, so. It's just, just pretty hectic. <laughs> it can be. It's either really quiet and we don't send anybody home for symptom-related reasons or we're sending like 12 people home in a day. Yeah. Which is probably pretty scary because with that many students being sent home, you're like, okay, one of them has to have it, right? Yeah. Every time somebody shows up with a symptom, I'm like, okay, the um, the nurse calls and says, here's the list. This one I'm nervous about. So what do you think it's going to be like um, this winter? Like everyone gets like a cold or like the normal flu. How do you think that's going to go? Um, more crazy than it is now. <laughs> um you know, honestly, we're finishing up seven weeks. I didn't think we would get this far. And so the fact that we've done this and we've done as well as we have is encouraging. Um, you know, when I met with the staff and talked about different things, I said, I know it's coming. Yeah. You know, we, we can't stay lucky forever um, as much as I would like to. But I just, I mean, we'll just see kids cycle in and out. Um, it, it'll just be a revolving door, I think. Do you think that, like, since everyone's going to be obviously getting sick because that happens every winter and stuff that will be changing school, not necessarily just going full online, but we could do like every other day in school or something. Um, I don't anticipate any changes like that at this point. Um, you know, I think I talked to everybody kind of at the start of the school year that really the number of kids being out isn't what's going to drastically change us. It's going to be the number of teachers. I mean, I can only teach welding so many times. <laughs> um, you know, there's only so many of us to fill those spots. Yeah. Um, and so if we end up with teachers that are out, either symptoms on their own or their kids have symptoms and they have to be out, stuff like that, that's where some big changes may have to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we we've talked about changing our schedule. You know, do we want... Can we go longer days and not just be done, you know, at 12, 1230 ish? 
Um, we go longer, then we have to feed everybody lunch, and that creates a whole other realm of issues um, to try to work through. So I am so okay with staying in school till 12. Right. That is amazing. I, I think people really <laughs> like, if you've got to wear a mask and you got to go down the hallway one direction, like here, here's the carry, here's yeah. what I can give you. Um, and so if we can make this work, and if this is the best we can do for the year, I'll take it. Yeah. Because we're still here. <laughs> I mean, at least you definitely got the math tutoring. <laughs> right. Something covered. Right. Do um, we know how many subs that we have or are there like any at all? So we have worked at the high school to not have any subs come in the building just okay. to limit their exposure as well. Um, so the best of our ability, we are covering everything in-house um, as much as we can. Okay. So... How much more work do you, how many more hours do you think you put in either on a daily basis or on a weekly basis with the <laughs> um, stuff? If you would have asked me this question at the start of August, I was probably doing 15 hour days, every, seven days a week. Um, it, you know, all of our schedule changes we had to do by hand. I mean, if you look in your teachery stuff, your schedule there doesn't match what you're doing during the day. Um, all of that we had to do by hand you know, balancing everybody's classes, everything had to be done by hand. Um, I was just thinking on my way in this morning, I'm coming in Saturday for the practice SAT for the seniors that want to sign up. And the last Saturday I worked was the Saturday before school started. And that was a six hour day here, hanging signs and getting stuff delivered to rooms and which was fine. I mean, that was the stuff that needed to happen so we can be here. Um, but the, there were some long days and some long weeks. It slowed down considerably now. Um, you know, I may have some stuff that I'm doing at home at night, but not nearly like what I was. So I'm, pro I'm probably back to nine or 10 hour days, which is way better than 15. <laughs> Even weekends? <laughs> yeah. Um, my weekends are a little less. Again, if we're not upending the schedule very much, then I'm good there. Um, I did start some classes back up. So like this last weekend, I sat in a stats class Saturday from 8 to 4.30 and Sunday from 8 to 1.30. So that took over any real school work. Um, so I just have a question to just add some pizzazz to this. Um, wow. What's your favorite television show currently? Oh, well, none of my shows are back on yet. <laughs> I'm a big Grace fan. I watch all the Chicago shows. I might be a little bit of a Dr. Phil junkie, mm -hmm. although I haven't watched a lot of his yet this season. But Yeah, I watch those too. Grey's Anatomy. Yep. The entire quarantine, just watching it every single day. Yep. And Dr. Phil, I, I like Dr. Phil, too, even too. though I'm a 17-year-old. But it's, it's pretty interesting. Some good life lessons <laughs> in that show. You see, I don't, I don't get have cable anymore. Uh, I, so I spend my time doing other things. Like what? I, uh, there's a lot of me on my computer yeah. because I, I just bought myself a new one. Nice. But... Other than that, I, it's a lot of on my phone time. Yeah, I imagine a lot of people are going through that right now. They're I think just so too. Laying on their beds with their phones. And I don't watch a ton of TV. I read a lot. Usually, that's kind of my go-to. But then I promptly fall asleep. Usually, so. <laughs> yeah, I I have to I have to read setting up. Otherwise, I mm. will fall asleep. Mm. Um, so how do you think the rest of the school year will go with COVID, and like what will we expect and stuff? I think it, if we can maintain this, you know, I think I said that earlier, th if this is the best we can do, I'm good with this. Um, 
unless we still have a lot more kids that want to come back right now. You know, at second quarter, we'll have another 34 students, I think it is, coming back in person, and we're able to make that work in, in terms of our space. That leaves us about 50 students that would still be fully remote. Um, you know, if we would ever come to a point where all 50 of those want to come back, then we might need to look at some bigger changes. But I'm hoping we can maintain what we've got because I think this is working, um, at least to the best of what we can do given all the issues. So, uh, How long? So I think personally that this stuff, like not quite everything is going to, is it's going to last for a while, like maybe for the next five years to come. Like the masks, I think they're going to stay on for a while. Do you? Yeah. How long do you think this stuff is oh. going to be hanging around? I think we are for sure in masks for the whole school year. Yeah. Um, there's no doubt about that piece, even if some of the other restrictions change. But I think we're in masks for the whole school year. Um, I am hopeful that by next August, we're not in masks anymore. Yeah. I, I think we still will be for at least half the school year. You think year. we will? And I, I I don't think that we'll be doing the half days mm -hmm. next year. I think we'll be doing full days. Mm -hmm. But I think you're still going to end up offering the remote, the remote option. Just because I don't, this thing isn't going away anytime soon. Just right. with history, it I always repeats itself. I would agree with that. I think we've got to learn how to better manage it before yeah. some of those additional pieces wrap up. We gotta build an immune system to it so we can actually fight it and kill it off. Yes, and I would agree with that. And that was one thing, like for me personally, with the quarantine and everybody staying home, you know, I, I struggle a little bit with that because you're not getting any exposure to be able to build up that immunity. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of little kids need to play in the dirt. Like you gotta get dirty and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so um, do you know what tea is? Tea is? Yes, the teenagers nowadays just gossip no. and they talk about tea. We're going to talk about some tea right now. Are you ready? No. <laughs> well, well, you better get ready. All right, Mia, All right. what you got? Who is your favorite student? All of them. But no, you, you have one. Everyone has one. I have one. You have a favorite student? Yes, Emma Saltzman. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to plead the fifth and not go on record with a favorite student. So they're in this room right now. <laughs> I'm not confirming nor denying that statement. So what you're saying is it's me. <laughs> if that's what you want to believe. All right, then it's me. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be from this year. <laughs> All right, I think that's going to wrap it up for today's little teacher talk uh thank you brennan for doing an amazing job with sound engineering thank you mia for carrying the conversation and thank you mrs day for coming in to do this thanks for letting me come back guys Hello and welcome back to the pod i'm griffin kernan and today i have a student interview with a very special guest a star athlete at MCHS, she was a varsity member of the girls' volleyball team for three straight years until COVID delayed the team's plans to compete this fall. Nevertheless, she joined both the girls' cross-country team and the girls' golf team. As a new athlete to both of these sports, she has seen great success already in both of her new seasons. A highly involved student at this school and a true testament to making lemonade out of life's lemons, please welcome 
friend of the pod, Isabella Cuellar. Hi, thanks for having me. We'd love to have you here, Bella. We'd love to hear from you. Let's get to the first question. Okay. Just like many other girls across the state, your volleyball season was unfortunately delayed for the foreseeable future. Yet you have managed to overcome it by finding success in a new calling. What was the initial feeling like for, for you when you learned you were getting your volleyball season delayed? And how did you come to the decision to join both the girls' cross-country and golf teams? Well, of course, like any other fall sport being canceled this year, I was kind of bummed out because we've been working in the summer and like making accommodations for COVID. But we knew that there was going to be a change in the season and I'd rather it be postponed than canceled outright. So we were bummed about it. But then our coaches said that this is a good opportunity to grow as athletes, not just a volleyball player. So we took that and the Cross-country members actually pushed us to join, and I had a few friends on golf, so I thought that sounded fun, too. And I, since it's my senior year, I just decided to go out for both since I'd never be able to do it again. Yeah. Um, so your volleyball coaches pushed you to go out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so who were some of the classmates that um, pushed you to go out for um, cross-country? Surprisingly, it was more of the freshmen. So I, Maddie Hoffman and Sophia Santiago, they're both, they were both in volleyball and were doing cross country in the summer. And they messaged in the volleyball group chat that since our season was canceled, that they'd love to have us on the team. And they kind of pushed us to make a decision to join a different sport, which was awesome, especially as freshmen. Yeah, that's really nice of them to um, invite you to be on their team. It's not it's not every day that um, they would just invite people from another team to join. I'm really glad they kind of reached out to you. Yeah. Um, kind of give you opportunity on their team. Mm-hmm. Um, starting something new, especially in sports, is always bound to be bitter around compromising work. What has been some of the hardest personal obstacles that you've faced in both of your new sports, and how have you managed to overcome or manage these new challenges? Well, of course, joining any sport, you kind of have to learn all the new rules. So that was my um, hardest part in the beginning was trying to figure out what all the rules expectations were, but also, you know, joining a new atmosphere for both these sports, you know, not every sport atmosphere is the same. And especially for like volleyball, where it's more of a team sport. Now we go to uh, cross country and golf that are more individual, but yet you still have to be part of a team and feel like a team and cheer your teammates on. Yeah, that um, kind of an individuality. You're, you're always going to be compete by yourself. At the end of the day, you have your team to support you. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a dynamic similar to what we ha- kind of had in the wrestling team. So I really understand where you're coming from at that point. Yeah. Um, honestly, I would even argue it's one of the strongest bonds you can make with your teammates. It really is, especially like I did track before. And it was, you know, I'd relate it to that because track is very individual. But cross country and uh, golf was really different just because there was no relays or anything that you could, like, team up with, so. Yeah. Um, uh, like I said, that's one of the strongest bonds you can really make in any sport, in my opinion, and I'm really, and honestly, when I see these cross-country runners, um, I actually kind of think of them kind of like, they go through kind of the same struggle that wrestlers do, and for that, I give them some of my highest respect. Yeah. Um, my next question for you is, Okay, are there any new mentors or friends that you've made in cross-country or golf? Oh, so many. 
Yeah, somebody who's helped you along or held you accountable at practice. Yeah, so obviously all the new coaches that I've um, had and then all the teammates, I, I really like honestly have not had any problems with joining the team or not feeling a part of the team. Like they have been very accepting, especially to the new athletes who haven't done either of the sports before. They've really helped me out and really made me feel part of the team. What is something that they have um, helped you improve on the most coming into it? I think they've helped me, you know, just realize that it is a new sport. And like my other sports, I feel like I should obviously be the best. You know, I've been playing them for four years, but this just coming into it, being new, they made me realize that I should not expect to be the best or, you know, have all these high expectations for myself, you know, just do the best that you can and just keep improving every week. And that's more than enough. Yeah. I'm really glad to hear that you have new mentors and new kind of um, morale support from your coaches. That's something that's very important, no matter what sport you're in, whether you're the best or, or the worst or the weakest link on your team, you're going to need that support at some time. And I'm really glad that they have that for you already, yeah, especially being such a new member. Mm-hmm. Um, even when some places and things seem very familiar, there can be very different factors involved, which can throw you kind of for a loop. What was the biggest um, culture shock that you faced coming from volleyball into cross country for golf? Um, I think, again, it's going to be the whole being an individual sport, yet still trying to be a team sport. So cheering on your teammates while in the run and trying to, you know, form close bonds with them at practice, yet still compete with them during meets is probably one of the biggest culture shocks I had joining both sports. Yeah, um, that's one of the differences I see between um, wrestling and cross country in that respect is that not only are you having to cheer your teammates on, separately from them, but you're also in many times competing directly with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's something that doesn't happen very often in wrestling. And I can't even imagine what that's like. So could you maybe elaborate a little bit on what that feels like? Yeah. So both in cross country and golf, golf is more, you know, you're trying to get your team points, but obviously you want a lower score than your teammates. But in cross country, we're running for, you know, I want seventh place in the girl behind me also wants seventh place so we're both battling pushing each other and at the end of the day we both know it's a race we both know we want to compete but that's the fun part is that we get to compete in these races against each other yet still know we're teammates and we have each other's back no matter what place we get yeah absolutely these kind of sports it's it's all about who wants it more yeah who's willing to push (laughs) themselves more and i mean you could be the faster of the two you could be the stronger of the two the more endurant but it always comes down to who wants it more? Yes. And that's one of my favorite parts about these sports. It really tests your really tests your mental state. Mm-hmm. Really tests how, not just your body, how far it can go physically, but yeah. really tests how far mentally you can go. Can it you is. kind of elaborate on what kind of, um, what you've kind of discovered about mentality through cross country? You have to have a really strong mentality in cross country just because it's such a long race and you have to keep your head in the game because at Points in the race, you're just, you want people to pass you because you don't want to deal with them on your hip, but you need to let those thoughts go. And it's a long race, it's three miles. So you have to have your head in the game the whole time. And at the end, you have to will your way to finishing and sprinting out and wanting to beat the person in front of you. 
Yeah, absolutely. It requires a lot of um, willpower. Mm-hmm. Requires a lot of willpower, especially when you're super um, tired like that. Yeah, it really does. Um, my next question for you are: um, What do the words perseverance and fortitude mean to you? Well, I think they mean sticking with something no matter how hard it gets, especially um, when you're doing these new sports like this. You have to adapt and overcome and there will be obstacles but you know taking those obstacles head on and becoming a better person because of it yeah across country there'll be literal obstacles yeah you know there's the the random stick here Mm -hmm. the the big boulder here (laughs) um misstep and you'll 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 land your heel right on a rock yeah okay Speaking of, we talked about kind of like your um, your personal obstacles and mental obstacles already. Mm-hmm. How about some physical obstacles? Like, what is what was like the maybe the gnarliest thing you stepped on while you were running? <laughs> Man, um, I haven't had. I've had pretty good luck not stepping on too many things during cross country. But sometimes when we get to those back roads, those potholes are dangerous. Ooh. Like I've almost rolled my ankle on about five potholes already and I don't even run that far. So I can't imagine what the other runners feel like every single day when they have to run like 10 miles. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> so I hate potholes. I really do. Um, those are maybe my, my worst, uh, my worst things. So I'm not necessarily a competitive runner. I do it sometimes yeah. to kind of stay in shape and I will tell you on those back rows, those potholes, if you're not watching, if you're tired and you're not watching, yes. you're going to end up uh, with, uh, with a face full of gravel. Yes. Um, you might be limping all the way home then. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I've always thought about um, those physical obstacles. And, um, and you know, um, how you overcome those? Well, it's simple. You just step over them. Yep. <laughs> okay, so let's take a moment to reflect on your academic successes as well. Not only is Isabella an accomplished varsity athlete in cross country, track, volleyball, basketball, and golf, but she is also a highly accomplished student inside the classroom. On top of her academic prowess, Bella is a highly motivated and accomplished straight A student who has lofty aspirations for her future. The most successful people in life are the ones who are constantly changing, evolving, learning, and reinventing themselves. How do you continue to learn inside and outside the classroom how do you apply these lessons to the, your world around you? Well, I think it is very important to, because I really like change and I know some people are afraid of it, but I think that has been really helpful in making me a better person in general. So taking change head on and um, not being afraid to, you know, open your horizons and find learning in new places that you didn't expect, you know. Is there something that has opened your horizons recently, maybe? Well, okay. So surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, I've been on TikTok a lot, obviously. <laughs> but then, you know, there's professors on there that um, open, like, that give you lessons on TikTok. And they bring you to your YouTube, their YouTube channel and they help you get better scores. So I actually, um, over quarantine when I had to do my AP Euro test, I looked to TikTok and found some professors that helped me review my materials and help me pass the test. Yeah, that's um that's really great. I've seen these people too and they t- they tend to be very high quality mm-hmm. and they also keep it really bite sized too. That's what I yeah. really like. And I really love it when people use the internet and they finally discover what the internet is for. It is a main source of um information worldwide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So since we're running out of time, I want to get to my final questions. We have a lightning round. Okay. So we have a little game for you, Bella, before mm-hmm. we leave today. And it is called Queen for a Day. <laughs> I like that. So Queen <laughs> for a Day. Here's how the segment works. I will ask you questions on quote-unquote important issues. Okay. And you, as our newly accorded a queen, need to decide on what, how, what action we need to take. Okay. Question one. There is currently a proposition in Illinois to transition the daylight savings time permanently. Will Her Royal Highness move to abolish losing an hour of sleep annually? I'm so sorry, but no. No, I won't. No. No. I I like my sleep. We're abolishing losing to sleep. Oh, then yes. (laughs) Yay. I don't want to lose sleep. That's what I thought I wanted to hear. All right, my next question for you is, as Queen of Mirko, do you move to abolish the one-way hallways? Why or why not? Um, well, obviously, I want to say yes, but I think it's one of the reasons that we're still open. Um, and we have had zero, like, COVID cases. So I think that we should just stick with it. I mean, it's hard, but we get no tardies. We, I think we can deal with it for a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, responsibility. <laughs> now, I did you twice there, too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, I've got to let you know there are right and wrong answers in this segment. <laughs> okay. Question three, do you move to make WAP the new national anthem? Well, I as much as I'd love to see that, I I don't think, I think I get sick of the song. I mean, I've already, I'm already kind of over it. I've heard it so many times, but you know what? I'd be okay with having it as a national anthem for about a week. Okay, I'll give it a week. About a week. All right, question four. What dad joke needs to be abolished most of all? Oh, when I say I'm hungry or I'm thirsty and my dad goes, oh, hi, hungry, nice to meet you, I'm dad. That's the worst one. Say no more, (laughs) say no more. (laughs) And question five, finally, what is something that Her Majesty mandates all citizens do or have under her reign? Please, please wear your mask. I know it's hot and you don't want to sometimes, but please, it'll make it'll make it a lot w- less worse in the end. Okay, please just wear your mask. We're gonna make it extra loud this time. Okay. <laughs> You heard from Bella Coyar, wear your mask. Bella, I want to thank you for coming yeah, in. Thank you for having me. Now you can say that you are a returning champion to this <laughs> pod. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> I want to thank Bella Coyar for coming in today and doing this interview. It was really lovely having you here to talk about your cross-country season and also some very fun um, <laughs> event, current events in our society. <gasps> of course. Also, I want to thank Mr. Ruggles for engineering this podcast and for being a sponsor in our new podcast. Yes. We'll come, back, we'll come right back to the main podcast in the next 30 seconds. So there you have it, folks. This concludes the first episode of the Mercer County Podcasting Club. On behalf of Mia Hillier, Red Bliss, Callie Searing, Emma Melgren, Griffin Kernan, Brennan Fluett, and myself, we would like to thank all of you for listening, and especially we would like to thank Mrs. Day for her interview, and also Isabella Cuellar. Please tune in next month, and we'll have our second episode of the Mercer County Podcasting Club. Thanks again for listening, and have a great day.